0: It is Thursday night, and we are going to really get to the foundation of what salvation is about. Unfortunately, there are many who have been taught and believe that being saved, following Jesus, is just a matter of subscribing to some moral principles or maybe even joining a local church. Well, guess what? It's more than that. It's actually a supernatural experience that results in a new creature, old things passing away, and all things becoming. New tonight we're going to dive into second Corinthians chapter 5 at verse 17 and we're going to explore some of these mysteries of salvation that we really don't comprehend and they're mysteries that I believe have been hidden for a long time and to help us dive into second Corinthians, our good friend Doug Naden is going to join us again to literally rock your theology. <laughs> Well, welcome to Raven's Heart. And with us this evening is my friend, my brother in the Lord, Doug Naden. And for those of you that don't know, Doug and I went to high school at the same time in a little town in Connecticut known as New Milford, Connecticut. Doug, welcome back to Raven's Heart.
1: Good to be here tonight. How's everybody doing? It is so good to see you. And, you know,
0: we have comments rolling in, and we've got one. I think you know this person, Mary Nate. She says, my son is a godly guy. (laughs) He lives by the Bible. So proud of him bringing... With the the uh, bringing it publicly, Mary. Thank you for joining us this evening. And hey, if you're watching us, I got to do this real quick. If you're watching us on YouTube Live, go ahead and subscribe and ring the bell so that you get updates. And we've got a lot of good stuff going on here, Doug. Let's dive right into the scripture. Let's let's put on the scuba gear and take a deep dive into the into the waters of the Word of God. Second Corinthians chapter five at verse seventeen. This is what it says. It says, therefore, if any man be in Christ. He is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Now, this is one of those verses that's used quite often. It's used on calendars and inspirational um, items, and it's spoken a lot in churches. And I don't think people really grasp what this is saying here. There's a lot to this. What are we missing? And what are we missing? First of all, what does it mean to be in Christ? What are we talking about here?
1: Well, to be in Christ, um, uh, one of the cool things about this uh, 2 Corinthians 5:17, it was one of the first uh, scriptures that really jumped out at me at church, you know, because I got I didn't get saved at a church or at an altar service. I got saved in my at my home, you know, and I got baptized in the Holy Spirit at my home, and God was really doing a, a deep work in me and uh i remember everything changing you know i i can't convince anybody of that except people that watched the new the old Doug and watched the transformation go on but uh i remember it just jumping off the pages of a church one morning like you said it's a very um, uh regularly used scripture and uh my my natural birthday is may 17th 517 so here we are second corinthians 517 on my rebirth you know is is one of the first scriptures to jump out i was like well 517 that's me anyway but here i am uh you know changing and in the scripture reads you know for anyone who is in christ he is a new creation like you said old things pass away and all things become new and um you know at first i guess Um, just like a lot of us are taught, you know, and I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but it was just all the things I stopped doing, you know, all the the moral things that changed, all the social things that changed, all the addictive things that changed, which is good, you know, and and that's that's a a work of grace as well. But, you know, um, just here recently, I have been, and I'm sure you know, um, I don't know if your entire audience knows, but I've I've been taught the difference between exegetical and eisegetical preaching to where exegetical is like, okay, what did they really say? Who were they talking to? What was the time frame? What was the culture? What was the purpose of what was written rather than eisegetical, which is more of a, what do I think about it? You know, kind of, kind of approach and how does it translate to my situation? You know, and, uh, it's just, um, in the Bible, to answer your question, you said, What does it mean to be in Christ? Uh, I think that's part of the journey of figuring out what it means to be in Christ. But as I was getting ready for this, uh, I ran into some information that I just didn't know. The word Christian is only used three times in, in, the, in, the, in the Bible, you know, but the word either in Him or in God or in the Beloved or in Christ is mentioned over two hundred times. so it is absolutely vital that along our our road, our journey to sanctification, our journey to becoming more in his image we we need to pray. you know what does it mean just like you said, what does it mean to be in Christ because it's it's you know Christian is you know and I don't mean to be ugly or 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 anything like that, but Christian is such a a broad stroke. <laughs> you know, <laughs> are, are you a Christian? Yes. Well, what type? You know, mm-hmm. are, are you this flavor, that flavor? You know, yeah. do you believe this? Do you believe so? So, it's such a broad stroke. But but to be in Christ, you know, Paul, Peter, I mean, all throughout the New Testament letters, you know, it's in Christ, in Christ, way more than. Christian. And actually two of the three times that the word Christian is used in the, uh, two out of those three is in a in a, a negative, you know, uh, mm-hmm. context. You know, they're like uh, I think it was in Antioch. They were first called Christians like they're pesky. You know, they're yeah. they're running around doing all this stuff. And, you know, we can be pesky, you know, and if we're, we're not speaking truth and love. And then I think it was he was talking to King Agrippa. Um, yes. and, and Agrippa looks at him and he goes, you think you're going to be able to change me into you're one of those Christians, yes. you know, like that. So there's two negatives. And then I think the third was just, you know, more of a, just a neutral, you know, if you are suffering as a Christian, you know, kind of, kind of context. So, uh, to answer your question, I think along the journey, we learn what it means to be in Christ, but, um, there's a, uh. There's a scripture I was going to read. I got my Bible right in front of me. Um, It's uh, Ephesians 2. It starts in 11, but it says, Therefore, remember that you, once Gentiles in the flesh, you know, in the flesh, this is is in, you know, you were in the flesh. So remember, don't don't get all, you know, pesky Christian on it. It says, (laughs) therefore, remember that you once Gentiles in the flesh, at that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the, sorry, my eyes are failing me, uh, being aliens from the commonwealth and strangers from the covenant of promise, having no hope without God in the world. And then it says, but now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. So that's the only way to get in Christ is through the blood of Christ.
0: Oh, that is it that's it right there. Folks, that is it. The only way to get in Christ is through the blood of Christ. And you know that that word in is such a small little word but it means so much especially oh, man. in the Greek. Um yeah, it means in the sphere of, being in the interior of, being a part of a whole. And in Scripture, we've got a couple references. I mean, we can even go back to the book of Genesis where Noah and his family and the animals, they got in the ark. Right. They were in the ark, and that ark was a representation of of Jesus. Not not the church building, but it was the representation of Jesus. And Jesus never said that he was going to make us Christians. He said he was going to make us disciples. And he said, if you abide in me and I in you, and he uses that word in, I am the true vine and ye are the branches in uh, John chapter 15 at verse five. It's a whole different way of looking at it, of not just adopting the name of a religion, the Christian religion, but being in someone
1: it's, and, it's, it's, go ahead. Way, it's way more than being into you know oh i'm into I, I i like what the bible says you know i'm into that you know or into a social club as far as church you know it's it's so much deeper it's a union it's a unity you know with christ you know uh, just like you said you referenced john uh, 15 you know you break off a branch and put it off to the side you know, it's no longer going to live. It's not going to sprout its own, you know, it says, um, I am, you know, that God is the vine dresser, that I am the vine and you are the branches. So it's this whole unity thing, you know, and that's another part of the uh, the end, bringing it to unity. Also in, in John 14, since we're already jumping in there, where is it? John 14, and it says... Uh, Hold on, let me find it real quick. Uh, here, let me paraphrase it because my eyes are failing me. I don't know if the, the light in the room, but it says, if anyone loves me and obeys my commandments, that me, my Father, and the Holy Spirit will come reside. They will make their home within us, you know? So I guess along the journey is coming to that revelation you know everything comes through holy spirit revelation yeah. and it, it it's way more than a, a a group of uh moral adjustments or behavioral adjustments it's coming into unity knowing that you know jesus said father as i am in you you are in them and i you know it's just just this massive um coming together
0: so what that means, and let me boil this down for everybody yeah. that's watching and listening, that means that the spirit of God, the spirit of the creator of this universe, the spirit of the sustainer of this universe, when you are in Christ, is dwelling on the inside of you, correct?
1: Right. right. And you and Him. You know, it says, you are in me, I am in you. You know, and it, it, it's just this massive, massive, uh, just like I said, coming together, coming together. It, it, it's like marriage, you know? It, it says— uh, uh, Oh, wow. It, 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 it's just like a marriage where it says the husband and wife will leave their parents, become one flesh. It says when we are reborn, and I'm paraphrasing again, like I said, I, there's 200 references to this in Christ, but it says when we're reborn and we come to the, the revelation of the gospel and the need of Christ, that we are one in spirit with Christ
0: think about that for a minute, you know, you can just kind of glaze over that and be like, okay, the- theologically, that's cool. But yeah. if you think about that for a minute, you are in the Savior of this world. You are in God. God is in
1: you. Right. Who would and have it, thought it's not, that? It's, not, it's, it's not something that we can talk ourselves into or experience ourselves into or, or anything. That comes through... It comes through the union. It comes through the union of, of, of being in the Word, you know, and, and learning, you know, scriptures, scriptures about us, scriptures about Him, our need for Him, and, and you know what He, what He deserves from us, you know, in, in that unity, in that marriage, you know, we're the, we're the, you know, He's the, we're the bride, He's the bridegroom, you know, and, and, and it's just this, um, that's the covenant you know, that it's hard to wrap, wrap our heads around. Of. But, you know, as, as we grow in Christ and as we die to ourselves, you know, it's a, the same, the same power that was in Christ is in us, you know, so the same power that raised him from the dead takes us when we die to ourselves and resurrect, you know, we are seated in, you know, there's that in, we are seated in heavenly places with him, yeah. you know,
0: I'm going to ask this question to you, Doug, because a lot of people, they struggle in their walk with the Lord. They struggle in growing in maturity and they're like, Oh, the devil's out to get me. Um, Oh, the devil's blocking me. Based upon this, what you're saying here, would you say that more of our issue in our growth and walking in Christ is us and our flesh or is it the devil? What's your take on that?
1: Uh, I believe the Bible, when it says that the de- devil is a defeated foe, and I think it's in Isaiah uh twenty-four, sixteen, or 16:24. 16, I'm not sure. And I'm, uh, I'm also paraphrasing, and I know some people don't like that, so I would apologize up front. But somewhere in Isaiah, I think it's 26, 24, something, something in that area, it says that we're going to glance upon him. It, uh, it says on that day when we glance upon him, it's going to look... And it's going to kind of be like, really, that yeah. is what dece- deceived nations, deceived kings, deceived rulers that, you know, that defeated foe that uh, I, I hate to dummy it down. But that twerp, you know, <laughs> is, is, yeah. is, is what did it, you know, and I'm, I'm not taking away that he is coming and he's got a mission and he's got a plan and he's got an army you know, that's fighting, you know, the, it, their souls at risk, you know, I know you mentioned something about the seed, you know, in, in, in the, in the uh, outline, we'll, we'll get yeah. there in, a, in a, a little while, but um, no, I've, I was talking to a friend of mine today, um, just today. It's funny that you bring that up. Well, it's not funny. It's just Holy Ghost, but I was talking to a friend of mine today and I am not a devil made me do it type of guy. And I'm, I'm sort of impatient with it and god has given me the grace not to be because it's just it's easy to say you know yeah. the, the devil made me do it the devil made me do it all the devil did when i was 14 is plant a seed and i took it from there you know mm. he, he planted a seed and i woke up on the daily making my decisions because I, I was not in christ i was a gentile in the world without hope without christ And and I just took the seed because I didn't know any better. It says we do things out of ignorance, correct? Okay. Ignorance is not a bad thing. You know, I I can't rebuild a a motor of a car because I'm ignorant to it. It's not a bad thing. So I was ignorant to the things of Christ and I had no, I had no protection. I had no um, means of battle and I had no sense of direction or purpose so i just let that seed grow and grow and grow from 14 to 36 you know and yeah. so no it it's us it's us you know that 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 does it when we just don't we we don't understand we just don't understand it, it says that without the spirit of god we cannot discern the things of the spirit mm-hmm. so you know people could tell us till they're blue in the face but until one we're drawn by his kindness, you know, we're drawn to repentance by his kindness. I think it's in second Timothy two 25 it said that God would grant them the gift of repentance. Yes. You know, so repentance is not this big scary word that, you know, a lot of pesky Christians <laughs> have made it out to be. It is a gift. What, where would we be without repentance? Yeah. I mean, where would we be without the gift of being able to turn and say, I'm sorry, and and realize, you know, the first revelation I got from God was not that my life was going to be easy and full of joy and, you know, uh, a big house and, uh, you know, spreading the gospel. The first revelation I got, which I know was from God, because Peter preached it, Jesus preached it, John the Baptist preaches repent, you know, so the first revelation that I got was not that, Everything was going to be hunky-dory and life was going to be perfect and this, that, and the other. It was, I am a sinner in need of a savior that is willing to allow me to repent in order to become one in him Mm -hmm. and with him, you know? And at first, like I said, at first, I thought it was just a bunch of behavioral changes and moral changes, which is good. You know, a lot of things had to go to to reveal the real issues that i was having you know yeah
0: Yeah. and the pesky christians what they've done with the word repent we actually talked about this last week is they've turned it into turn or burn or you know the behavior modification things when very simply it means to change your mind change your way of thinking it's very simple and mary says i am proud of you that's from your mom you're making your (laughs) mom proud this evening and hey Hey, we've got Jermaine with us from georgia and they just endured hurricane ian and uh it's on its way here to south carolina where i'm at now and i'm glad we're getting this in before we have to uh uh deal with the rain and the wind this evening so yeah. we have electricity right now which is good yeah right. let's let's dive even deeper into this into and okay. some greek words okay um the word for new uh, all right we're It's a very common word in our English vocabulary and we use it all the time. And because we use it all the time, we think we know what it means when we read it in Scripture. But as I looked at it, it's like uh, no, I don't. And hey, there's Tiffany. She says, hey, Doug. Hey, fam. Good to have Tiffany with us tonight. I love it. Family and community right here online. So the Greek word for new is actually bigger than the English word. It's kahinos. And it means more than than just unused or novel, like, hey, I've got a new book or I got a new job. It means this. It means unprecedented of a new kind, something the world has never seen before. And Paul is using this in Corinthians, Second Corinthians, in, con- in the context of believers. Right. Um, so this is something more a Christian, if that's the word we're going to use, is so- something more than what we perceive are we as believers walking in this new unprecedented thing? Are we fully there yet? Or do we have a ways to go? And what do you see as what it is that God's really asking for here as we walk as a new creature?
1: Well, like I said, uh, it's part of the the path of sanctification. I think it's something that we learn along the way. And yeah, we are walking in newness, you know, because I believe the scripture, but as you know uh do do you mind if i back up just a minute and tell Absolutely you Absolutely
0: go right ahead
1: tell yep. you that story that i asked you to to squeeze in Yep and go for I, it. I, 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 this is probably going to bless my mom because i don't know that i've ever shared it with her So um it was uh you got to realize i got saved in 2006 okay in 2004 on mother's day uh, i asked my mom what she wanted to do and she wanted to go see the passion of the christ and you you uh, I will speed the story up. Um, I was, I had zero interest in God, anything godly. I was so far removed and and allowed that seed from 14, age 14, to completely corrupt everything that I was designed to be, and uh, I, I had zero interest in anything Christ-like or God. But it's mom, you know, it's mom, it's Mother's Day. She wanted to go see Passion of the Christ, and it was the big thing. So I go up there. I was probably not 100% uh, myself, and I'll just leave it at that. You know, I'm, I'm sure there was some, um, yeah, I, I probably wasn't sober. Let's just say that. And uh, we go to the movie theater and we're watching. It's not a long movie. You know, everybody's seen it. Yeah. Oh, everybody's seen it. And, dude, I'm, an audience, I am completely unmoved as a 34 year old man, completely unmoved. You know, I'm watching it. And nothing to you know it, it's brutal, you know it's it's yeah, everybody's seen it, you know, and'm i I'm totally unmoved. I'm like, okay, this is not I ain't into this at all. you know it wasn't like um, get me out of here, I hate God, you know, anything like that. It was just I was totally unmoved. A stone cold heart, you know, completely he's been flogged, He's been beaten. He's been, you know, the skin has been ripped off of his back. He's been ridiculed, you know, spit on, everything. I'm completely unmoved, Glenn, in audience, totally unmoved. And I'm sitting there with my mom, and so they 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 get him, they give him the cross, and he starts walking up the, the hill to Golgotha, you know, and uh, he's walking up, and I I can't remember. I think it's the Third time or maybe the second time he fell and he's walking up the corridor and Mary's down the hallway and at the end of the corridor she sees her son fall and he falls and he's all bloody the crown's already on him and the cross comes down and it hits his head and pushing those thorns into his into his head even farther and gravel in his face and in his beard and she flashes back to when he was a child do you remember that Yes, I do. Okay, yes. so he she flashes back, and um, I'm, I'm still unmoved, you know, just waiting for the movie to end, honestly. And, um, yeah, sorry. I'm, I'm keeping from getting emotional. Um, Mary flashes back to where, you know, he fell as a child and runs out and picks him up and says, I'm here for you. I'm here for you. So she runs down this corridor to pick Jesus up off the ground with this cross on his head, and she picks him up, and you know, in his in his condition and in his state, he grabs his mom's face with his bloody hands, and it, he says, "Behold, I make all things new." And man, I absolutely broke in the theater, and I'm. Oh, wow. Dude, I'm up until that moment, I'm completely unmoved. And I'm in the back of this theater weeping like a baby, you know, trying to, like, you know, cover my eyes and not let my mom see and not sniffle and snort. And when I, cause when I, <laughs> when I cry, I cry, you know. And, dude, I broke. I broke. And it was a seed from God. It was a moment from God because I did not I – was, I was in such a state and such a condition that I didn't even know that I needed renewing. You know, be not, be not conformed to this world, which I was, I was everything the world had to offer. It was what I was about. You know, everything, self, 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 me, myself, and I, and you're just here and I'm letting you breathe some of my oxygen today, you know, and, and behold, I make all things new and I broke and I didn't know why. And I remember it and I composed myself pretty quick, you know, and, got myself together and the movie continues and he's crucified and you know, the, the veil's broken and the earthquakes and, you know, Satan, the little twerp worm, you know, that we were talking about shrivels away to nothing because he knows he's defeated. And, you know, I remember all that, but I remember breaking at behold, I make all things new. And it was just a seed from God. It was just a touch, like a little, a little kiss, you know, saying, well you're still a little way out because like I said 2004 but 2006 was coming and he knew it was coming and he knew that I would remember that day because it was so powerful and so out of nowhere and so out of myself at the time to where I'll I'll never forget that moment in my life And, and that's what kind of makes all this newness you know um special you know special and and unique in my walk
0: yes yes and for those that are watching doug is not just giving you something to get excited about theologically i knew doug when we were in high school together and he is a new man and never in a million years did i ever imagine that you and i would be doing a live stream together and you're breaking the word and i'm sitting here and i'm just getting the way that you break the word To me, it's at the level of a Tozer or a Spurgeon, just the depth that you go into. And I'm not just doing that to butter you up. I am so blessed by listening to what you have to say. And um, Jermaine, he's weighing in and he was very much touched by um, that movie as well. Um, he said, I, I watched that movie after I got saved while I was in college and I wept so hard that movie is something else. I cannot make it through the whole thing now. So much conviction. Wow, powerful. And that's why it's so important for... Jesus to be glorified in the arts, something that we're doing here and we're asking for is that Jesus be glorified in in the arts. And Jermaine's like, I love theological conversations. And yes, we're doing this because this is about Jesus. What Raven's Heart is about, yes, we talk about music, we talk about the arts. And those are the, you know, some of the outward fruits and the tools. All right. But here we're talking about the heart of it tonight. Mm-hmm. What's this all about? It's about Jesus. It's about salvation. It's about being born again. And, you know, I've always wanted to do this edition. I've wanted to do this edition for years. Mm. The topic of it was just kind of out there and I was like the timing was just so right with this. Yeah. And Let's dive into some more Greek here. The word okay. for creature, and I think this is going to get a little bit interesting for some people and kind of, kind of mind blowing because as I was looking at it, it took me to places that I didn't even know I was going to go with it. Uh, the Greek word is katesis. Is that correct? Is that how you pronounce yeah. this? Okay. Yeah. I,
1: I think, uh, I, I don't know. I don't think either of us is wrong. I, I took it as kinos katesis, you know, uh, the, the new creation. The kitesis. new creation.
0: Okay. Yeah. So we have the word creation. And in the Greek, you know, when we read it the way we read it, it's like, okay, yeah, cool. That's an English word. I kind of get it. But then when you dive into the depth of it. It's very similar to the act of creation that we find in the book of Genesis. The Greek word is very much compatible with the Hebrew word for creation when God created Adam and placed him in the Garden of Eden. What is the relationship between this new creation or new creature even that in in some translations that we find in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and the creation of Adam before he was placed into the garden? What's the relationship here?
1: Well, here's how I come about this, or how I was led to this. Uh, I was asked to preach a men's conference, and uh, I was going to do it. I just wanted, why did God make us? You know, I was like, why did God make us? And you know, I I, why did God make man? You know, why did God make man? And I thought that was a good topic for a men's conference. You know, and uh, it, it led me back to second corinthians 5 17 and like i said i was getting into i was being introduced to exegetical and isogetical and in the the just uh magnitude of the difference of the the styles of preaching and i ran into kinos katesis and you know kinos, you know it is it is new you know um but when you put it together with katesis you know in the ecclesiastes it says over and over and over, and I'm not sure, so I don't want to, you know, play on words, but it says over and over that there's nothing new under the sun. There's nothing new under the sun. You know, I don't want to go into, uh, you know, old creation, new creation. Uh, you know, I've heard good arguments for both of them. Uh, you know, I, uh, I'm not going to say where I am with either of them, but it said that there's nothing new under the sun, you know, and if you are a a young earth creationist, you know, and you believe that uh, God created everything in, in six days and called it good, you know, then at that point, everything that we need, you know, for airplanes, for widescreen TVs, for us to be able to do this right here over the internet was, was available to us, but not needed at the time. You know, creation was finished at that time. And as time progressed and we need this to, to spread the gospel throughout the earth, you know, and, and do it by means of, of, of this, you know, it's been revealed to us. It's, it's been ready since day six, you know? So, so that being said, Kynos Katesis, you know, when I, when I was reading it, I was like, okay, there's nothing new under the sun, but it says that we're a new creation, you know? and, I was like, okay, that has to take us back to, like you said, Elohim, the creator, you know, the God, the creator, the almighty Elohim, you know, name for God, where everything was new. You know, he he spoke and, you know, the trees were, he spoke and the stars were, he said, let us make man in our image, you know, and boom, there we were. And then I just started studying out the word katesis, and it says it likens it to the pre-fall, how, how do you say Ed- Edemic, a d a m i c. Yes. edemic creation, the, mm-hmm. the, the pure creation of what God rested on the seventh day and, and, and said, this is good, this is very good. Mm-hmm. That when when we die to ourselves, when we accept Christ, when we believe in the gospel truth, and our need that when when we uh come through the blood, you know, we are supernaturally reborn mm-hmm. and made new into that po- or pre-fall condition that Adam and Eve were in. Yes, and 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 that's way more. That's way deeper. Way uh, more God. God, <laughs> you know, if it was just a matter of changing some behavior, that's one thing. But when when you are supernaturally through the blood of Christ. Reborn and made a new creation because the only time creation happened is when he was creating and then he stopped. Right?
0: Mm-hmm, that's right.
1: Damn. Am I? Am I not? You know, no, I'm, you, I'm, I'm, right. a sim- I'm a simple man. You know, <laughs> and and if, if I'm okay with the six day creation, you know, and if even in that time frame, that's that's where he made us. He makes us back into, but. Our, our flesh that still hangs on our carnality that still hangs on our will that still hangs on our ego, our intentions, our, our, our motivations that still hang on. kind of get in the way. I know that's probably uh, an answer to another one of those questions you had in, in your, uh, um, you know, the agenda, not the agenda, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Outline, yeah, that's good. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. I, I I got that, and I was like, "Wow, man, it's way more than stopping doing dope and stopping cussing and stopping watching certain things and listening and saying certain things." It's he is supernaturally birthed you into a garden. Yes. <laughs> a garden man, you know, a garden state pre-fall, edemic creation, and 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 I sat there. I was like, "What?" What are you yeah. talking about? You know, and then another one of my, I think it's First John 4, 17, or maybe John 4, 17. It says, as he is, so are we. I was like, what? <laughs> what yeah. do you mean, as he is, so are we. And it, there's, there's nothing prior to that scripture or after that scripture that God does not see us. When God looks upon us now, he does not see us apart from Christ. As yeah. he is, so are we, you know. And I'm we're just, one. we're one, we're yeah. one, and, and and that's that's even sitting here, you know, having prepped and and, and preached this a year ago, it's still absolutely mind blowing to me. Yes, that that supernatural work of grace is is is, is still ongoing. Yes,
0: Jermaine's making a comment, and it ties into something that I want to talk about, touch upon a little bit deeper that you just brought up. And he yep. says that is so good; it's wild. Adam literally walked in relationship with God, even had the glory of God clothe him. I want to talk about that in a minute. We became naked through sin. Jesus, second Adam, came to restore this relationship, so we were made new, made in His likeness. You are killing it, Doug. Love it, man. <laughs> so um, we Thank were born. Germaine we are born in unity with him again through the work of Jesus. Let's talk about that clothing for a minute. All right. Going back okay. to the garden of Eden and Doug and I are not advocating that we can all run around in our birthday suits now because no. we've been born again. That's not what we're talking about. No, I got but, all
1: nice up for you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, but when you think about it, okay. Adam, before he fell, that pre, that pre-fall Adam, The way his, okay, we're made in body, soul, and spirit. There's three parts of us, okay, Mm -hmm. made in the image of God. And the way it was ordered with Adam, yeah, he had a body, but everything was in subjection to his spirit, all right? It was spirit, soul, body. But when he fell with Eve, it became body. The carnal took over, then soul, and the spirit was subjected. Right now, from what I've read, that clothing because he was made in the image of God. Well, we know that God is clothed in light, it says it in the Psalms, says it throughout scriptures. So, Adam and Eve were probably clothed with light, and that light was the uninhibited spirit of God flowing through them without their flesh getting in the way. Right. So, basically, Adam's spirit was connected all right the spirit's kind of like the little antenna that we got that connects us with god all right it was directly connected to god and in communion with him and that's why they were light and it makes sense because if you take a look at isaiah chapter 60 verses one through two arise shine for thy light is come you know and jesus said ye are the light of the world that light comes from our connection of our spirit everything being rearranged on the inside a healing Right. right? Because he arises with healing in his wings, a healing on the inside so that his spirit can flow through us uninhibited. And when you're talking about that sanctification, Doug, we're talking about moving from, hey, I don't do dope anymore to I don't do this to, hey, I'm casting out devils. I am seeing people healed. I am preaching the gospel in power because all of that is just... The, you're putting that flesh into subjection and your spirit is is rising. Right. And um, yeah, so that's really pre-Adam would have freaked us out if we right. if we if we walked into him. Um, yeah,
1: I, I, I don't I don't even think we could wrap our heads around that because we're we're just we're born into that sin nature. We see it all day long. We, we're still tempted by it, you know, and I, I don't know that we could fully comprehend you know, that. But everything you just said is the newness. You know, everything you just said is is that continuing work of grace, you know, yeah. in sanctification.
0: Yeah. And here's something that I found, Doug, um, and maybe you can shed some more light on it, too. It's, it's discipline walking in Jesus. That's why it's discipline not walking in the flesh. It's discipline <laughs> pushing all that junk down that so the Spirit can come up. And I'll tell you what, God's been revealing this to me. And a couple of weeks ago, I was like, okay, yeah, I really, that's where I want to be. I want to be seated in that heavenly place. I want to be right there with you, Lord. And I mean, it was beautiful. And then the next day, it's like the flesh just goes, it's like, you know, stuffing all the stuff in a box and then, poof, you know, springs out yeah. like a broken jack in the box. Yeah. Have you ever had that happen where you're like, oh man, it's so great. Well, And then the next day you're just like flesh biscuit.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's a hundred percent. You know, it, it says we're at constant war between our flesh and our spirit. You know, and and you know, uh, I know in your outline that you have mentioned the seed. Satan's always been after the Satan's always been after the seed. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it was the seed that he planted in Eve. You know, it's 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 amazing to me. I don't remember where I heard it, so I don't want to take credit for it. But it's amazing that Satan or the serpent, whatever you want to call him or refer to him as. Attempted Eve with the truth, you know. no, what do you mean, <laughs> tempted Eve with the truth? Well, he said, that "In the day that you eat of the, 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 the fruit, you know, you will be like God." They were already like God. Yeah. You know. Yeah, you're they right. Were, you know, you said it. You said it when they were maybe clothed in light, you know, and maybe the glory of God shone upon them. And it was pre-fall. There was nothing. They were created in his likeness and in, in his image according to Scripture and, in Genesis. So, you know, the devil just comes in and kind of twists something and, 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 like I said, is after the seed and tempts them with something that's already the truth. In that day that you eat of the fruit, you will become like God. They yeah. were already like God, you know. Yeah. And, yeah. and I, I, I can't expound any. More on that, but I, I know that was the root of of a sermon that I heard and I was just like, wow, they were already like them and, and Satan tempted them with with the truth, yeah. you know, and that, and that that's where the fall came, you know, that's where yeah. the fall came.
0: Yeah and here's some more of that trickery is they were in communion and fellowship with God and it, I I really believe in that communion and fellowship he was sharing with them the mysteries of the universe Right? you know it's like oh this is this and this is how this works and this is how this works yep. and they were tempted the temptation was like oh so if we eat of this fruit the tree of knowledge of good and evil we're going to get to know all this stuff and we're going to do it ourselves and you know they completely walked away from everything god was doing god was already sharing with them everything that you know they were going to see and that he was going to show to them and i could only imagine what it was like when they bit into that fruit. what they what they saw i mean just all these images go through my mind it's like yeah we want the mysteries and that's what witchcraft and the occult is we want all the stuff about the universe and how it works without god right that's it right there that's the lie completely And we've got somebody else who has been reading their Bible, and I like what they say here. They say in Genesis 1 3, it's Trina. She says, The light in Genesis 1 3 is the Spirit of God. He did not create the light of the world until Genesis 1 14.
1: Hmm. Trina's awesome. Hi, Trina. Uh, Man, Trina's got a beautiful story. She is a new creation as well. You know, that's beautiful. uh, If if I've watched anybody grow, expediently is, is Trina Manistersky, man, and, and she's she's a joy to do life with, and uh, I'm glad she's out there sowing seed.
0: Love That's you, Trina. beautiful. Love you, Trina. Trina, thank you for joining us in the conversation. We are deep diving into a lot of things that you don't hear this in church. Right. Uh, In a lot of places. And this is a wonderful place. And, you know, one of the things that Doug and I share in common, we like really hard, loud, heavy music that brings up questions and questions (laughs) the universe and the deeper, the deeper thoughts. (laughs)
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Here's something else. Um, You know, the, the identity crisis today that we see, there's a huge attack on identity, even with believers, and they were already like God. So their identity was being attacked in the Garden of Eden. Think yep. about that, right? It was, an, I mean, just just crazy. And hey, we got um, we got brother Keith Dean with us. He says late, but I'm here. And Trina,
1: he's yeah. one of my anchors.
0: Oh, that's beautiful. And yeah. Trina says, "I love you all. We love you too, Trina. Thank you so much yeah. for joining us this evening. Let's talk about that seed because there's some things here. I was taught this in seminary, but Doug, you opened up my eyes to this a little bit more. There's a lot more here than meets the eye. In Genesis chapter 3, at verse 15, after. Eve and Adam, after they partook of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, this is what God said to the serpent. He said, I will put enmity, enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. So we've got this enmity that God promises as a result of the fall, this war between <laughs> Adam, Adam's and Eve's seed and the seed of the serpent. So when we talk about this new creation here, that we are those who walk in Christ, how does this change what we're looking at here? Because I was just taught in seminary that, hey, this is talking about Jesus coming in the future to be the Messiah, and that is true. But is there anything more profound here that's going on?
1: Uh, I don't know. I haven't dove that far into that. I I saw that in in your questioning and a I asked somebody about it today. All, all I came to the conclusion is that I can add to that is just that he has always been after the seed. You know, he mm-hmm. is always he does not want us to be born of incorruptible seed, you know. And, and that's what, you know, being born through the, bl- reborn through the blood of Christ, you know, baptized into, you know, his death, raised with him, you know, um, yeah. what do you call it? I I just know that. He has always been after the God seed, you know, he has always been um, here to steal, kill kill, and destroy, you know, that seed, you know, it says that the truth of God, the word of God has been written upon our hearts. That seed has been already written on the tablets of our heart, and he's been after it the whole time or it, you know, I don't I don't don't know what you want to, you know.
0: So then him being after that seed, he does not want to see new creations.
1: No, he does not want to see new creation because it, it puts us right back to that garden state, you know, to that garden uh, uh, condition, you know, that garden condition.
0: And he's afraid of that, I would think, because when Adam and Eve were in the garden, they had dominion, and that means that the new creation has dominion over him.
1: Right. Well, I think Satan's okay with you quitting doing dope. I think Satan's okay with you quitting cussing. I think Satan's okay with you turning off things you shouldn't watch. You know, I I don't think that he necessarily did that. You know, Uh, we give him too much credit. Oh, the devil made me do it. The devil made me do it. And Mm -hmm. he came back. He said, I had nothing to do with that. That is your flesh. That is your carnality. It's my seed, but you're just running with it, you know, because, Mm. you know, uh, it it's kind of funny, you know after I got reborn is when the devil really started fighting me to 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 take the newness away to make it not real to to make me second think you know to give second thought to man what's really going on is this Jesus stuff real is this i mean is this church stuff i mean what what is this you know this Bible is this real? And, 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 and as I grew, as God put people in front of me, you know, mentors and pillars in my life that knew the word, that knew Christ, that were in Christ, they weren't just self-professed Christians. Yes. You know, like I said, that's just that's a, that's a broad stroke. You know, am I a Christian? Yes, I am a Christian. But I would rather be called a Christian by someone else than me to tell them that I am. You know, I I, I just recently, it blessed me, you know, I had a friend of mine uh, who is a self-professed, we're supposed to be the light of the world, you know, we're supposed to be different, we're supposed to be peculiar, we're supposed to be set apart, We're all these things that it says we're supposed to be while we're in Christ, you know, I may even change my vocabulary because I rarely use the word Christian, I asked someone, uh, we just went to Europe and uh, you know, someone was over there, and I asked the woman that had a cross around her neck at one of the restaurants. I said, "Hey, I know we're just sitting here eating, but are you a follower?" You know, uh-huh. I asked her because because Christ said, "Drop your nets and follow me." You know, so I I may change, but um. Where where were we? What started this? I kind of got off on a little rabbit. I don't thing.
0: know, but I love it. And Jermaine's right with us on this. He's like, "Dang, that smacked what you just said about the seed. You know about the seed, um, yeah. how Satan's been after the seed, and that it is about choices." Tiffany is like, "Yes, we have a choice.
1: Yeah,
0: in what we're going to do. Whose report are we going to believe?" Right. Yeah, you know, are we going to believe the report of the Lord uh, of the Lord? Or are we going to believe our flesh or are we going to believe, believe the devil? And I love the comments that are coming in here. It's brother Keith Dean. He says, when we become a danger to his plans, such as getting on fire for Jesus, he comes after us.
1: Right. And, and that, that's where we were at. I was talking yep. about how Satan never fought me. It was, I was working for him. You know, I was doing everything my flesh desired to do. I was doing everything myself desired to do, you know, uh, and like I said, it was me, myself, and I. And uh, I'll let you have some of my oxygen if you're nice to me, you know. And but but then that changed, you know. I like I said, I remember going to church and the, the p- pastor, the preacher at the time, Second Corinthians five seventeen. Let's read it together, you know. For he, anyone who is in Christ, he is a new creation. I'm I'm, I'm nudging my wife, going, that's what's happening in me, baby. You know, that's what's happening in me. I, I I can't explain it, you know, and, and you know, scriptures just started to become alive, and 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 God put people in my path. That's where we were. God put people in my path that were in Him, that yeah. knew Him, that were in union with Him, that were yes. united with Him, and 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 just in relationship with Him. That that was one of the things that uh, Brian had Welch said that rocked my world the day I got saved, you know, cause I was making fun of him and he, he, he was giving his testimony and, and he said, um, the only thing that got me free was this relationship with Jesus Christ, you know? And I was, yes. I, I just never heard that terminology. And, uh, you know, so God just started putting people in my path that were in Christ. I, I, I think I'm going to change my, uh, my vocabulary after tonight.
0: (laughs) Dude, dude, we grew up in Connecticut. Nobody used the terms relationship with Christ where we grew
1: up. That that just
0: didn't happen there.
1: It was a, it was a moral checklist. You know, and, and and if you went, you know, you were good. If you gave, you were good. Even, even Christ said, why do you call me good? You know, there's only one that's good. And that's my father, you know, and if he says he's in him and, you know, I'm in my father and my father's in me and I'm in you. Uh, That's what I'm going after, man. That's what, that's what I desire. You know, that's what I desire. Am I there yet? No, man, I'm, I'm, I'm on this road, but that revelation of the, the Kynos Katesis, the, the new original creation, you know, the new original, something no one's ever seen. They've, they've seen old fleshly carnality, Doug, you know, self-righteous self you know justifying self-promoting Doug but but something turns I remember when it turned and it was like you know because you're in that honeymoon phase with Christ Uh you know and it's just like oh wow I love you I love you I love you I love you he's doing all this this stuff for you and all of a sudden there comes a day where he reveals to you that he did this in you so that you could reveal it to others, yes, you know yes. And, and, and and that's part of the I know that was in your outline, too. How do you know that you're in Christ? Yeah, because of, because it turns, man, it turns to dude, dude i've I've prayed if you never done it, if you never do anything else for me the rest of my life, I will go to my grave glorifying you yeah. because of what you've already done. You know, I was praying at a men's breakfast one morning. And, you know, I was stumbling over my words. you know, I was just, you know, not that I wasn't in the spirit or anything or, you know, excited to be there, but I was just like, Lord, thank you for these guys and safe travel. And, you know, our our typical, (laughs) you know, and and that's good. You know, I think think our prayers are sometimes like, you know, our kids, uh, when they draw something in school, when they're like, you know, in third and fourth grade and like an eyeballs over here and the hand is over here, and it, it it looks absolutely terrible, but we put it up on our refrigerator anyway. I think I, 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 and it, it we'll tell everybody that my kid did that. My kid did that. I think sometimes our prayers are like that, where it's yeah. so, you know, we're just trying too hard, but God's like, man, I'm going to honor that. You know, I'm going to honor that. But uh, I remember praying one morning. After fumbling my words, I just stopped, and um, I just said, Lord what do you, what can i possibly ask anymore from the father that sent his son to die in my place yes so that i could live so that i could be free so that i could be in be in unity be one with him you know and i was just like it just changed my prayer i know, I know he'll give he just gave me the desire of my heart sending me all the way across the planet to experience some of the greatest beauty i've ever seen in my life and when i asked him why i was able to go he said because you wanted to and that's the heart of the father you know just Mm -hmm. boom 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 but don't let me get off on that rabbit trail yeah you know i i I just i love the newness i love that he is still working i love his mercy and his grace that's new every morning and i i I love the fact that he chose you know (laughs) Yes. I love the fact that he chose because uh I I was I was living of corruptible seed and now I'm living of incorruptible. That is beautiful.
0: Yeah. You know, and what we're saying here, what the bottom line is, is religion. We're not talking about religion. We're not talking about the list of do's and don'ts. We're not talking about checking off the box of, hey, I go to church or I've joined a local church. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about true relationship. And trust me, religion does not work. It, it just yeah. doesn't. I, well, while you're talking, I was going back into my mind, um, and those that are from New Milford, you know, remember us, remember my dad and my family going back to when it was Lent. And we'd all talk about what we were going to give up up for Lent. And I'd always be like, yeah, I'm giving up salt. And that lasted <laughs> for three whole days during Lent. It didn't work. Right. And the other thing that I found is that religion is really boring. It right. is boring. Boring. It's not a relationship where you get to explore the mysteries of of Christ and, and Him. I mean, there's many mysteries and and He'll show them to you as you walk closer and closer. I want to go back to a couple comments before we close out here. And uh, Trina brings up a very good point. Yes, He is constantly trying, referring to. Satan, the serpent, yeah. constantly trying to hijack our minds. He's a terrorist. Yeah. Um, we have to constantly renew our mind. The enemy cannot hijack the mind of Christ.
1: Yeah. Uh, if I, I know we're counting down, we got two and a half, three minutes. If, if you don't mind me sharing real quick, uh, the tail end of one of my rabbit trails. Sure. Um, you know, I would rather be called a Christian by someone else because they see something different. That that was the thought that I didn't finish. A self prophet, a friend of mine. I, you probably know him. I'm not going to name him just in case he's he's listening or watching. He, he'll know because he he he'll know. Um, he's a self-proclaimed pantheist. You know, which I don't I don't even really know what a pantheist is. I think it's a you know God could be whatever you want. And if I'm wrong on that, forgive me. But he reached out to me and a friend of his you know, took interest in Christ and turned his life around and this, that, and the other. And rather than trying to talk him out of it, talk his friend out of it and say, Hey, you're crazy. Hey, you know, I'm going to put you in contact with someone, a friend of mine, Doug Naden." And he reached out to me. He said, Hey man, a friend of mine, you know, he's, he's going down the path that you seem to be on. And, you know, it'd be wrong of me to try to talk anybody out of bettering themselves would you mind the help of my trust to help him? I trust you. So here's yes. this pantheist, which I don't even really know what a pantheist is, reaching towards me to help out someone that's on a similar path. Wow. And I would rather, I would rather produce that fruit. You know, I would rather be pruned and and uh, be uh, changed, continually changed, because it says he, he prunes us. You know. Yes. He is the vine, we are the branch. He prunes us for what? To produce more fruit. Mm-hmm. So I would rather, you know, be pruned and and and, and deconstruct churchianity, you know, mm-hmm. to to find the true oneness in Christ that He promises.
0: And, uh, brother Keith Dean pretty much agrees with you on that. He, and I love how succinctly he puts this. He's like, religion will carry you into hell. Relationship will carry you into heaven. Amen. And then we also Amen. have Matthew Cook who's joined us. He says, Satan will not chase what he already has it's that simple everybody i have to make a quick announcement before we close out and yeah i am going to, to announce this because it kind of ties in with it and doug and i we've talked about this already want to let everybody know that get revelation rock fest in charleston south carolina is going to be taking place on saturday may 13th at the hanahan amphitheater and doug will be at get revelation rock fest to share the word he will be on stage breaking the word in between sets and ministering, and that's what Rock Fest is all about. Yes, we got a lot of good bands lined up, and I'm going to start announcing those in Rocktober starting next week. But also, um, hey, guess what? We've got sponsorship uh, opportunities as well as vendor table opportunities available to get Revelation Rock Fest this year. And you can email us, and here's the email address: it's lithoscry. That's l i t h o s c r y. At gmail.com. There it is, right on the screen under there. If you're interested in sponsoring or even donating to Rockfest, because it's about the church leaving the building and going out and seeing people saved. And we saw salvation this year, and we saw baptism and salvation the year before, and we've seen healing there. All at a Christian rock concert. Go figure. That's not religion, people. <laughs> breaking yeah. those, breaking those walls. And uh, brother, uh, brother Keith says, "Much love." And Jermaine uh, says, "Cannot wait to meet you, Doug." Yes, Jermaine uh, is one of our mainstays at Rock Fest, and yes, you will be able to get to meet Doug and, and talk to him there. And Doug, before we close, I just want to make a decree tonight in Jesus' name that. The Holy Spirit is going to move on our hometown of New Milford, Connecticut. Amen. And we are going to see people saved, and we're going to hear reports of testimonies of people being saved Amen. from that sleepy town. Yeah. If he could save us from there. <laughs> yeah.
1: Amen, brother. There's Amen.
0: Many, many more. Hey, everybody. We're going to be back next week for Rocktober. we got another band lined up for you. We've got Tomorrow's And. And uh, the week following, we've got Angel Machine. It's going to be an awesome time. So make sure 8 o'clock, 8 p.m. Eastern time um, uh, here in the United States and uh, live on YouTube and live on Facebook. And until we're back next week, everybody, peace out and rock on lithoscry.com